listening to The Rest is Confetti. I'm Macy. I'm Courtney. And we are recording a double feature episode this week because I just grew up in the boondocks and my parents didn't have good signal and Wi-Fi so we could not remote record. But we are back this week and we're going to cover rubber. And then after rubber, we're going to cover itsy bitsy. It's so scary. So just traumatizing, really. Yeah, it's horrifying. Totally different than Rubber. We could not yes. have chosen two more different films to talk about at the same time. Just a little <laughs> different. So Courtney is going to take the synopsis for our first film, which is Rubber. That once again, just a reminder from last week, is not about condoms. It is about a tire. A homicidal tire, discovering it has destructive psionic powers, sets its sights on a desert town once a mysterious woman becomes its obsession. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> oh, and the tire's name is officially Robert, and it is a Goodyear tire. Nice. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> okay, so I have no history with this film. Uh, Courtney and Keith and I were having a lovely social distance bonfire, and we had a lovely social distance viewing of this film. Keith and Courtney have both seen it. I have not. So, Courtney, why don't you tell me your history with this film? My history, this this is one of the few ones that Keith had seen before I had seen it, which is always exciting because you guys know me. I've seen, like, I think my count is now up to almost 2,000 movies. And most of those I've seen several times. But anyways, that's beside the point. But Keith had seen this, and I hadn't. And all I kept hearing about it was just... A lot of people would kind of say something around the lines of, it's really satirical, it's really dark, just kind of go into it with no expectations, which is also what I would tell anyone else, because it is inc- it is like the definition of satire. It doesn't take itself seriously in the ways you would probably expect a normal horror movie to, so I get why some people won't like this. You will probably either love this movie or hate this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I told Courtney afterwards that I had a lot of fun watching it, but I think if I watched it alone, I would just have been really turned off. Like, what? This was a waste of my time. What was that? What was the point? Mm -hmm. But watching it with a friend so you can laugh. Because some movies, I think, also are made to spark discussion and laughing and communication amongst your friends. Oh, yeah. Um, Some aren't. And this is definitely one that's like, get together, have some fun, have a few drinks, and just laugh about the absurdity of it all. Oh, because it's absurd. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad that I watched this for the first time with my friends. Yes. Because also, like, a lot of movies that are any, any, like, amount of comedic to them, I think you're always going to laugh more and enjoy it more when you're with people, Mm -hmm. which is hard in these times, but (laughs) we made it work, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I think the only time within recent memory that I can think that I laughed out loud more than just a or a snort Mm -hmm. um, while I was alone was when on Velocipaster, Adeline (laughs) just pink misted herself on the landmine and i just busted up laughing in my living room clearly a balloon yes it was just it was everything bless you velocipaster bless you bless you i cannot wait to see what the velocipaster 2 has in store for us oh we're so ready i will gladly be a patreon for that 
<laughs> oh yeah. And if this is your first time listening, we did an episode on Velocipaster. It was our first official episode after Possum. So. Yeah. Yes. What the hell was Possum was what the title. What the hell was Possum? Because I recently watched it again and I'm still wondering. Yep. But I know a little more now. <laughs> I think we also kind of need to do a follow up to that called Why is Cats? Why is Cats? Actually, Keith and I were saying that we really wanted to get drunk and watch it because I'm like, I just have to know. I have to know. I yeah. need to know. Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's the ultimate horror film. It is. <laughs> and I say that as a fan of the musical. And I know a lot of people don't like the musical, but I don't care. I like it. So mm-hmm. obviously enough people like it that it's a popular play. <laughs> so no, and that's, I think the music resonates with people. I think putting it to the screen was was the difficult part. Yeah, yeah, that just did not translate And well. then they, like, apparently didn't, like, fully seem to animate the hands or paws in a way that made sense. I don't know. We'll talk about that when we do it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. It will. All right, well, on to Rubber. So, yes. because this is a film that Courtney's more familiar with, and I watched it once with her, a little bit distracted while my kid was in the room and have only read the wiki summary since. I'm going to let Courtney kind of head this one up. Yeah. And we'll just have a fun discussion about rubber and say, and ask ourselves, Courtney, why is rubber? Why why is rubber? The plot, let's start with the plot, which is absolutely just wall-to-wall bonkers. So we have a tire that randomly, because again, that's, I should actually I should lead with this one, I think. So the movie starts off, with a car that for some reason is, or for no reason, I should say, is hitting a bunch of chairs in no particular order or for no particular reason. And then a sheriff jumps out of the back and starts to explain kind of the premise and reason for this movie, which is that there is no reason for this movie. <laughs> like he asks, he asks, what was it? Why, why is E.T. Brown? Why do the people fall in love in these movies? all these questions it's no reason no reason and so that is what this movie is it is an homage to no reason and it does deliver on that so i think if you go into this movie and you watch it and you don't like it you probably should not have started it in the first place i don't know how you made it to the end right because like it immediately lets you know that it's not here to cater to your standards or what you think a movie should be it's gonna be what it wants to be and so, anyways, after that, we have a tire that, for no reason, becomes sentient, and it rolls along. I did really love the tire cam. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool, like, cinematography kind of move. Yeah, and I can't remember. Do we ever get, like, a first-person view with the tire? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's just, I thought it was just following the tire, but I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But, yes, I also like it, because it's really well done, because it's practical effects. It is. But it's, like, good practical effects. It's not, like... We tossed this over the top of an RC car. And right. we're driving it from behind the camera. <laughs> it's really impressive because they said it was like all remote controls, basically, that at least the tire is controlled with. And you never see anything. It looks like mm-hmm. the tire is just empty, normal tire. Yeah. But eventually, this tire starts rolling along and figuring out that it can destroy things. And it seems to like to do so. And it starts with... You know, it goes over, was it like a plastic bottle and then a glass bottle? And it soon figures out that it can blow stuff up with its mind. And eventually it moves on to a poor, innocent bunny, which is sad. 
But it's also kind of really fake when it blows up. It's yeah. fake enough when it blows up that you're like, okay. And this is a movie where this stuff doesn't make you too sad because it's so obviously like a joke. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> There's no emotional response to any of the deaths no. in this No, film. you're not really invested in anyone because you've got, while this is all happening, we're introduced to an audience in the movie that is watching the tire. So we have an audience in the movie, which is definitely, that's a huge, oh, I could go on for hours about this movie, but anyways. <laughs> which is good because I'm still a little bit stunned by it. So. It is, and it's hard, like, I mean, I've watched it, this is probably my third or fourth watch, and I still had to look stuff up to kind of re-remember how much, like, symbolism in it is in it and how much a lot of it really is for a reason, but it plays as no reason, and it just, it's really brilliant, I think. I think, and I don't know, maybe, I don't think it's pretentious, at least, but. No, I, don't, I never got the feeling that the director was thinking, I'm better than you. No. Any more than anyone else who's probably, even though this is a low-budget film, considerably mm. better off than I am. So, right. I, yeah, I never got the feel, and I think I can usually tell. Oh, yeah. When I'm like, because, I mean, Martin Scorsese. Mm. I love his films, but, like, his head's <laughs> up his own butt. Yeah. <laughs> he just Yeah. He he's better than everyone. Yeah. And he want and he wants you to know it. And he wants you to let him know that you know it. <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino. Again, mad respect, yeah. <laughs> but you think you're better than everyone else and your films are pretentious. It's true. That being said, I've watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so much, I could probably quote it. <laughs> yep. The movie is amazing. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I don't really understand why, because it's fantastic. No, I just, I don't get it. But anyway, I digress. But I digress. We, we've been hanging out tonight, and we are just, like, descended into chaos and anarchy. So. Nothing but tangents, but it's. it's fun. So at least we'll keep you guys on your toes. <laughs> but I do, one thing I do get, this is, this is a polarizing film. Like I said, I think you're either going to get it and appreciate it or love it, or you're not going to get it all and you're going to hate it. And that's totally fair and totally fine. And like you said, I think it helps to watch it with at least one other person. Because, yeah, by yourself, some of it almost feels weird laughing about it. But there is that, like, oh, someone else is laughing. I know it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> that comfort. Like, yeah, it is funny. <laughs> but, yeah, so we've got we've got an audience that is watching this tire. And eventually it ends up laying, well, laying eyes on, figuratively speaking, this girl, random girl who's just driving down the road and he tries to stop the car and for some reason he definitely does not seem to want to kill this girl but then there's this kind of i guess douchey generic like hick guy mm -hmm. in the truck that just rolls up and just knocks poor robert all the way off the road and he gets pissed so he follows dude to was it a gas station? And after he makes a phone call, he gets his head blown up. Mm -hmm. It's awesomely hilarious. Which that's what you get for hitting Robert. Right, he wasn't car. doing anything. He had only committed, like, animal homicide by that point. Right, and y'all go rabbit hunting all the time anyway, so right. Robert can kill one rabbit. It's fine. Right, it's fine. He was just testing out his powers. But yeah, then the dude pisses him off, so he blows his head up. So now we know that this tire can really do just about anything at once. Because also, everyone just assumes it's just a tire. It's not going to be able to hurt me. 
incorrect. This thing will blow your skull up. Apparently that's all it does too. Like there's no, it never blows a body up. It's always just boom, headshot. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> Professor X didn't roll in there. I know. Who is controlling this? I right. did. I, I get it. It's again, the homage to no reason, but I do kind of wish we knew a little bit about why yeah, Robert how... was the way he was. But again, it's kind of irrelevant to the whole story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I can't get over, I love the way the film shot. I think that it really, I felt like I was in the desert. Yeah, it, it, like very atmospheric feel the dirt kind of. and the sweat. Yeah. And yeah, they're just out there in the desert watching this tire. <laughs> and just so much happens, this sounds like a fever dream. Like I'm looking over mm-hmm. my notes and it, it does. just, this movie is a fever dream. <laughs> um, and obviously... Robert is a tire, so he has no dialogue. So another thing I get is that, uh, like, if you don't have a very good imagination or a very active imagination, there is a good chance you will not like this movie, even if you kind of get it, because there is, there's no dialogue. There's, he doesn't have a face. It's a tire. But somehow I could feel how frustrated he was getting when he couldn't, like, blow the bottle up. Mm-hmm. Or get over <laughs> that little hump at first. Yeah. And he was, like, trying. It was sad and for it's him. Like, oh, it's also like, go around. It's just go around, though, buddy. He's you stubborn, just... though. This yeah. tire has a personality. <laughs> this tire has way more personality than Kevin Costner has in any of his roles past Silverado. <laughs> I totally agree with that. <laughs> this tire had more emotional range acting range in its lack of face than Kristen stewart than than megan fox on than her megan face fox. <laughs> yes but yeah i did i like that but like i said yeah if you if you don't have a really active imagination this might not be one for you because you do kind of need to be able to put his character into it yourself but i like that i like having to work for my movie a little bit every once in a while i want transformers and i do want to be spoon-fed like everything and all the exposition but sometimes, I don't mind a little bit of a thinker. I do think the acting is great. The sheriff kind of carries the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's not, that's got to be a difficult role to, like, <laughs> play opposite a tire that can blow up what people's a project. heads. Yeah, like, how do you act opposite that? Right. The tire's giving me nothing. Well, <laughs> it's inanimate. Yeah. You get after. He it does, he does not. great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. I think, I know I used this phrase before, but I think it stands up. But this one, I think that the acting is as good as it needs to be. This is a satirical film, so no, there's no, no one is going to win an Oscar from this movie. But I believe all the characters, and I liked them, and I did. I just thought, I think it's such a weird, oddball film, and it's such kind of a mindfuck. But I think if you could get over all that, it's a really funny, crazy movie because also his body count gets super crazy, and mm-hmm. the you've got the audience. The audience randomly gets poisoned after they eat a turkey, and they all just die. So like, essentially, they were there for no reason. Yeah, no reason. And I told Courtney, I don't really understand how all these starving people <laughs> ate one turkey and are fine because I know turkeys are bigger than rotisserie chickens, but when I'm not even hungry, I can eat a whole rotisserie chicken. Oh yeah, easily. Like. No problem. No problem. And you were all fighting over a turkey. At that point, it's like you'd only get one bite. So just, Mm -hmm. you know, triage your people and choose who lives and dies. Which we do, again, they all get poisoned. So they end up all dying anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the one guy who doesn't eat the turkey and does make it further in the film, 
ends up getting his head blown up Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's being sassy with Robert. Yeah. Which I think I'd rather get my head blown up because they look like they were having really bad stomach cramps. Yeah. And I don't like stomach cramps. Mm -mm. I think I'd rather just be quick. That did not look like a good time at all. And then in a crazier turn of events, the guy who has administered, like gave the people the turkey... He ends up eating more poison food himself, even though he knows it's poison. Yeah, what? what there, Why? No, no reason. reason. <laughs> and that's the great thing about this movie is you can you can poke holes in it and talk shit all you want, but it kind of just counts itself out from all those rules because it's an homage to no reason. There is no reason for this movie. It doesn't matter. But I watched it anyway. <laughs> and it's no reason on acid because, like, E.T., why is E.T. Brown? No reason. Okay, yeah, but E.T. had to be some sort of color. Mm-hmm. And it probably came down to something like, I don't know, they had more brown paint. Right, budget. <laughs> but it's no reason. But this is literally, like, here's a tire who, like, doesn't have a brain or a face, but can see and think. And beyond that, also has telekinetic superpowers. And, again, either Professor Xavier or the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is going to be in contact with Robert <laughs> at some point. Well, no, he would probably have to be one of the uh, Morlocks because he's not sexy, like mm. Jean Grey and Cyclops. Yeah. So Professor X wouldn't want him in the man- mansion. No. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, this is like, why not on steroids? Because why not? Because why not? Because yeah, then the townsfolk die and the sheriff tries to convince like the rest of the police force that has showed up to one of the ladies who's gotten her head blown off at the hotel. He tries to convince them that it's all fake. None of it's real. He gets shot in the chest a few times and he's clearly not actually dying or anything, but he does bleed. So he's been wounded, but doesn't die from the gunshot wounds. And doesn't seem bothered. And doesn't seem bothered at all. Not even out of breath, but when they go to check the other lady who he thinks is going to be alive, she is still very much dead. And then he realizes that he has, I think, lost control of the tire, which I don't know if he had to begin with. Again, there's a lot of no reason and not a lot of explanations, Mm -hmm. but you forgive it because no reason. (laughs) But then from there, they're trying to get the tire and outsmart the tire, which they can't do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They try... To attach a bomb to a mannequin of that kind of looks like the girl that he's, like, stalking. Which is also never explained. <clears throat> Which like, is also never really what explained. What he planned to do if he ever caught up to her or... <laughs> yeah, we don't know. It, was he in love with her? Does he? Was that, like, his old... There is a flashback where he remembers being a part of a car. Maybe she was the driver. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no reason. But... But he likes this girl, and they attach a bomb to, like, a fake mannequin version of her to try to tempt him into getting blown up, but they put the bomb in the wrong spot. (laughs) Because he's only blowing up heads. Yeah. And they put it, like, on the back. Like, what the heck? So then it semi-blows up, but doesn't really, it doesn't actually kill Robert, and then he ends up just jumping into the jigsaw tricycle. And rolling through some neighborhood to get other tires, and then they end up in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and how does he jump to other tires? <laughs> yeah, I don't did... know. Is he a spirit? Is he possessed? Because <laughs> also, is he possessing the other tires? So is like, it is it a hive mind thing, yeah. or is he just their master? Has he like released them? We don't know. Yeah. But that's okay. Are that's tires whatever. actually sent? Is it sentient or sentient? Sentient. Sentient. sentient? 
Who knows? You know what we're saying, <laughs> what we're trying to say. Are all tired? Is it like Toy Story where when we're not looking, they're all alive and they have their own little, I don't know why I'm on an X-Men kick tonight, but they <laughs> have their right. own little like X-Men faction because some of the tires have superpowers and some don't. Mm. Who knows? Maybe there's a whole secret tire society. There could be. I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Quit, Quentin DePonos. <laughs> yes. You think that's his real name? Well, because he his real name is Quentin Depoe, and he called he called himself something Doctor or something with an O. Yeah, gotta look it up because <laughs> it's like right there, De- Mister Oizo. Mister Oizo or isn't Oizo. Oh no, that's Chorizo. I was like, <laughs> isn't that a meat you put in tacos? <laughs> that is part of the word. Yes, <laughs> Mister Oizo. I do think it's really impressive that he basically did everything basically he directed it he did the cinematography for it he composed the music for it mm-hmm. he's 90 percent responsible for this film which in and of itself is amazing yeah. i think because a lot goes into film production i mean i think that everybody by now knows a lot goes into it but a lot of us don't know how much goes into this oh yeah like i think about it I'm just, that's too much work. I'm not going to, I'm just going to watch it. I'm just going to absorb the content. I'm not going to try to figure out. I think that might be why some people don't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is I think some people either just aren't really interested or don't really connect with watching movies being made. Mm -hmm. Because that for me was a huge, I love movies where they're making a movie and you get to see the sets and kind of see. The special features is the DVD. Yeah, like a little bit of what it's actually like. And I do. I think some people were probably just like, why would I want to watch a movie about making another movie? Which, fair. I mean, that's your opinion. But Mm -hmm. I do. I think that maybe is a little bit of a disconnect there. Because, yeah, I was surprised. Some people have been like, yeah, I don't really like it. And I'm like, aw. Like, I just get so sad because I'm like, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we get to enjoy it. We do. But, yeah, anyways, guys, that's rubber. That's That's about it. Yeah, there's, rubber. It, it's, it's a not pretty very, simple one. Yeah, it's not very long either. Uh-uh. No, this one, this was an easy watch. This is definitely one, too. Like, if you're wanting to just kind of not really get invested in characters or a lot of plot lines or anything, this is a good one. And it's not mm. too gory. I mean, like, some heads explode, but... Yeah, it's it. (laughs) If you're listening to horror podcasts, you're not unfamiliar with gore, and this is an easy. Even if you're a queasy eater, like with stuff like that, this one would be fine. Oh yeah. I mean, unless you're just you can't like really sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, (laughs) I mean, it's some fake blood. That's about it. He does take a shower. He sleeps in a bed and leaves tire tracks, and then takes a shower at one point. And I think that was my favorite part. Oh, when he's watching NASCAR, and I'm yes. like, aw. That's great. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. It'd, it'd be like us watching right, um, people running track. Yeah. That's what that's called. I, I was not a, you know, an athletic track. person. <laughs> the sport where people run. <laughs> the one with the lots of running, you know, track. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, this oh, one. Yeah. Do you have a fan casting for Robert? I think that instead of Goodyear tires, they should upgrade to whatever Tesla uses. No, just kidding. Elon Musk is a dick. Oh, no. I thought Vin Diesel would have been a good Robert. (laughs) Okay, we're going to people cast. Oh, 
I want to say Robert Duvall just because his name is Robert, yeah. but like he's such a serious good. Actor. No, that'd be even better. <laughs> Robert Duvall is Robert the Tiger. His bald head. No, it can just be like a. He's laying down and the camera's on the top view and he's rolling, and so his bald spot looks like a tire rolling down the road. I would watch that. He made. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd go that. broke watching. That. I mean, to be honest, the movie Rubber as it is now isn't a whole lot different than. Just watching a bald man's head roll on the ground. Yeah, it's true. There's lots of heads exploding, <laughs> lots of rolling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, thank you for indulging me in that, of by the way. <laughs> Always. Uh, out of five Goodyear tires, what would you give rubber? Uh, probably like three. Yeah. Three and a half. I'd probably give it a two. Two, yeah. Yeah, a two. I Courtney even told me some of what to expect, and I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I got to discuss it. I don't think I'll ever revisit it. Yeah. That's the thing about Rubber. It's not really a super revisiting one. Mm-hmm. Like, you appreciate it for what it is. And I'm very excited to see if he comes, if the director comes out with more films, because I would definitely see it. But, yeah, yeah, kind of a one and done situation. <laughs> I think the director of this could make some really good existential films. I don't know if that's the right Ooh, word, but just the, the yeah. films that you're just writing home from the movie theater in silence, because you're just deep in thought yeah because he obviously has because this wasn't a pointless film of just this was not mcgruber no (laughs) you know where it's just like let's just put a bunch of stupid stuff on the screen and i love mcgruber it's great i love there is a ghost sex scene in a cemetery but it is just pointlessness (laughs) people running around with celery in their butt it's dumb it's dumb for the point of being dumb and i love it (laughs) yes and rubber i think was more a commentary on a lot of filmmaking. Yes. And some of, you know, that The fact that they roll into Hollywood, I do. I think that's a little slight, like, middle finger to be like, you can make whatever movie you want. If you want your bad guy to be a tire, make him a tire. (laughs) Was Robert the bad guy? Well, (laughs) that's that's a good point. I've actually heard, like, heard, read some people who talked about if he's really the bad guy, because kind of the sheriff is in a way. Uh Uh-huh. Because I think who also has superpowers because he gets shot and doesn't yeah because it he doesn't gets affect shot him for like a while. three times in the chest and doesn't die mm-hmm. so I don't again no reason so but still even with the no reason clause this movie takes some liberties but I do appreciate that <laughs> yes well I don't have anything more to say about rubber. No, we have a lot more to say on Itsy Bitsy, let me tell you. We're going to take a little break. Yes. (laughs) And then we'll, uh, yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that on the recording, because I can just edit it out, and then it'll be like, no time has passed for you. (laughs) But, and now I'm going to leave it in. Bye. (laughs) Now you have to go to jail. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is the Rusty's Confetti, and you are listening to Macy. That's not how this goes. <laughs> I don't need to do an intro here. This is a double feature. You know what you're listening to. You just listened, and you took an imaginary break, because I'll just edit it through, and this I'm going to cut this out. segue intermission. <laughs> yes. Intermission. Get your popcorn. <laughs> Go pee. Do what you need to do. Get more coke. Refresh your drinks. <laughs> Why so, did we go Monty Python so, so fast? Refreshing. I love it. <laughs> the immediate go-to is British. <laughs> oh, yes.
vague, weird, where are you from, British? <laughs> Mashed potato it's British. It's not Cockney. <laughs> Cockney. You barely know me. <laughs> yes, quality racy joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Any hoozles. We are back, which is not back to you, but it's back to us. And <laughs> back to you, John. <laughs> Oh, uh, you can tell we drank today, guys. <laughs> oh, yes. We, I think almost all of that 12-pack is gone. Uh-huh. And you know what? We deserved it. We do. We deserve it. All right. Whew. Focusing. Goose <laughs> Okay. So, this discussion is on the 2019 independent film, Itsy Bitsy. And neither of us have history with film this film we have history with film <laughs> a little bit just, bit just a bit we don't have any history with this film I, I guess i have a wee bit because i think i backed this on kickstarter to help with the final principal photography on it but that was like five years ago because this movie has been in the making for 10 years a hot minute um why don't you do the synopsis I got and I'll you. slice this out and then I'll put it before my tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. A family moves into a secluded mansion where they soon find themselves being targeted by an entity taking the form of a giant spider. Oh, gosh. So yeah, spider trigger warning, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And this is not arachnophobia. It's, it is not. I would not at all compare it to arachnophobia. Nope. I mean, other than maybe the setting of it being a farmhouse, but it's not even really a farmhouse. It's not a farm. Yeah. Ah, but we can get ahead of ourselves. So, Courtney, you don't have any history with this film, right? No, we just watched it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I think I may have shown you the trailer before. Yeah. But other than it that... It looked creepy. Yes. Other than the watching the trailers and then I've been following this for a few years, but I didn't know anything about it other than the trailer... Uh, we finally get to watch it because it was on Prime and it's been on my watch list for a while. And now we have the excuse to watch it. And I'm really glad I did. So glad I did. This is so much better, but also very different than what I expected it to be. Yeah. Like I said, this is not arachnophobia. It's really not comparable to arachnophobia at all. Not a creature feature. No. Really? No, not really. Uh, I definitely stress ate all of my snacks during the opening credits. Oh my goodness, yeah. Oh, those, we knew immediately. Keith and I both made comments through the credits. We were like, this, we didn't know we were getting into this. All right, we've got shamans, we've got rituals, really creepy stuff going on, clearly. Some kind of voodoo-ish stuff. Mm -hmm. Huge, giant spiders. Uh, at the time of the opening credits, there's an infant, and you're not sure what's going on. You do find out later what is happening, and it is awful because they are sacrificing the infant to their spider god, Kamalakatri, or something like that. Yeah. I was... Ma, ma Kalarati. Ma Kalarati. Kal Kalarati, yes. I was like, it's not calamari, because that is squids. It really rolls off the tongue very easily. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's a Ma Calamari and she's the queen of squids? Oh, I hope so. Let's yeah. make that movie. Mm -hmm. Get the rights. <laughs> Ma Calamari. Oh, yeah. But I am so scared of spiders because I think the first memory I have being around spiders was I was at my grandma's house and she was on the phone with somebody and I looked down and there was 
a fairly big spider. It wasn't a wolf spider or anything, but it was bigger than a daddy long legs was like crawling up my shirt. And I just froze in fear because I was like seven or eight years old. I looked down, I yelled, grandma, grandma, help me. And my grandma's not the most nurturing person. She's a wonderful, strong, intelligent woman. She's not nurturing. Yes. And she was like, be quiet, I'm on the phone. And I was like, help me. And she just, you, you just say help me, alone. she's like, help yourself. <laughs> You're toilet trained. <laughs> you you can this. help. You, you don't need my help with anything. <laughs> and I was paralyzed. And when the spider got to my neck was when I finally snapped out of it and like flung it off of me. And then that night I had a horrible nightmare that the my bed was filled with spiders and I was screaming and crying. And my parents who that night at least were not necessarily the most nurturing parents just like yelled at me to go back to sleep. Oh my <laughs> and I mean, my nightmare was so real. It was like, there were really spiders in my bed. And I remember it vividly. Oh, I skipped a memory. My, my very, very, very first memory of spiders, I was two, and we lived in an apartment, and I woke up, and I grabbed my, this is the first memory I ever have, too. I drink out of my sippy cup, and something tickled my tongue. I was like, that's weird. So mm. I opened the lid, and there's a giant wolf spider floating mm. in my sippy cup. Okay, so it was that, and then the spider at my grandma's house, and then the nightmare. And so, yeah, I love, like, arachnophobia and stuff, because I'm so afraid of spiders, but I'm really afraid of spiders, and this movie really freaked me out. Because also, I kind of, again, and I, I didn't do a lot of research on this movie, I just kind of judged it from the cover, which I know you shouldn't do a lot, but I did it, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I really did kind of expect more of an arachnophobia, where there would be a large volume of spiders, mm -hmm. whereas this one wound up being more like one big and a couple kind of medium supernatural kind of spiders, Yeah, which is a whole new level of creepy and crazy, because mm -hmm. also all the, I felt like there were some Cronenberg kind of effects where everything was gooey. Oh, yeah. And even just obviously like spider webs themselves are really unsettling, you know, they're all over the attic and all right. that classic stuff. But yeah, this was way better than I expected it to be. I do get why some people don't like it, though, because I think they just expected something different. <laughs> right. This is, again, a film that's not really about the spiders, per se. It's not a creature feature. People aren't dying, like, in aliens and stuff. You know, it's not a monster movie in that way. But it's also really gruesome and, and gross, too. Yeah. So it's not just... A mind screw or no. a meaningful story about trauma. It's also gross. <laughs> yes. Kind of hits you from all fronts a little bit as opposed yeah. to just lumping it all into just jump scares or just a lot of gore or something like that. Mm -hmm. We get character development. We get a lot of, I feel like this should be listed as a family drama legitimately. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it's horrifying and there's gore and stuff. But there is so much about the family, and a lot of the, I think, most genuinely horrific moments are the realistic ones. It's not even the spider so much. It is the mm -hmm. realistic tragedy that happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the spider is the part that makes the family drama tolerable. Because I know some people really like family dramas. Like, this mm -hmm. is us. Everybody, not everybody... I know so many people that love This Is Us. Mm -hmm. And I watched a little bit of it. 
And I like to just fine, but I was so bored. And I also don't like for my emotions to be played with and crushed and destroyed just to create this blubbering mess of an emotional response from me in my home every episode of a show. Like, I have to recover from that sort of thing. I don't like that sort of thing. And I need another aspect. So Haunting mm. of Hill House. Yeah. Which is also kind of what our podcast is named after because it is perfection. It is. It is This Is Us with horror is what it is because it's not even about the ghosts. It's a family drama. But the ghosts and the horror are put in there so that you have something else to go off of. And it's not more just... the narrative structure, if anything. Right. It's the, the catalysts and the motivations for characters and all of that stuff. It's just, I need more to my dramas than we will just eventually, drama. We should eventually probably do a podcast about just all of the entirety of The Haunting of Hill House. Maybe we'll yeah. do it when it gets closer to The Haunting of Bly House's release. Yes. Oh, that would be super fun. I'm excited for that. Yes. A good fall one, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure when Bly House is being released. I don't think we know yet. Yeah. Maybe Hopefully soon. soon. <laughs> Please, Netflix. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, unlike a lot of... I don't think it was marketed well. Yes, I think that's a, the biggest flaw, arguably, with this movie is the marketing. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, looking from the trailers, I, I literally was excited because it's like I love creature features, love genre films, I love practical effects, I love monster stuff. Spiders scare me more than anything, so there was that added fear and excitement mm. there, and I was like, yes this really scary unsettling movie and it's just gonna be a good scary bloody time and you know it was way more, i wouldn't want to watch this for a halloween movie no it would depress me too much oh Not yeah in a bad way but it would depress me way too much oh yeah keith and i both agreed we're, we're like this was a this was a very good film that being said again it's kind of a one watch because mm-hmm. It's just going to keep breaking your heart, the really realistic stuff anyway, and that I did not expect. Yeah, I agree. Well, shall we get into kind of going through our movie and how yeah. the play is? Um, first of all, Senator Kelly is in this from, again, the X-Men movies. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, I'll bring the X-Men into everything. Yeah, as you should. And yeah, I think... One of the first things that I kind of chuckled to myself about, because I just came back from a road trip solo with my toddler, where there was probably about 10 hours total of driving time. And this woman walks in from her road trip, which she says, I've been driving for days in really tight skinny jeans and high heeled boots. I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) You would be in a stained hoodie covered in Cheeto dust. A half-chewed Twizzler in your hair. Yeah. And pajama pants tucked in, half tucked into your Ugg boots. Yep, Ugg boots. Like, that is it. what you would look like. And you're a drug addict, so you really are caring this much about your appearance. Right. Like, no. So that's a nitpick, but I just thought that was kind of funny because it really resonated with me because of my recent road trip. Because <laughs> I may have been getting the picture of what it looks like to be on a road trip from experience. <laughs> That I put, uh, it's a typical, she's the too busy mom trope. Mom's yeah. mom's too busy. Then you also realize mom's a drug addict, which is way worse, honestly. Yeah, and when she's busy half the time, she's not even actually doing anything. Nope, not contributing to her children's life, yeah. not making money. She's supposed to be a home nurse. and For her dad. Yeah, 
It wasn't her dad. I think it was just an ad or a job she got. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she just is a home nurse. And all I've ever, all I ever see her do is be super bossy to him. (laughs) Weirdly bossy. Because I've had to have some home care for my autoimmune disorder. rude. (laughs) Yeah, so she's really bossy. She gives him a baby monitor. Just picks a picture up off his nightstand of a woman who, it's placed very lovingly there. And this woman's not in the house. So, I mean, Put two yes, and two she's a drug addict, but it's pretty clear. She just picks it up and goes, who's this? <laughs> like, You've been here for three hours. <laughs> Maybe wait to ask the invasive questions. And then she gives him an infusion drip. And leaves him alone with the infusion drip, which is not okay, by the way. <laughs> and... I'm not a super learned doctor, but... <laughs> so I'm like, why are, what are you doing? Why are you so busy all the time? What? What? Because she's, she's dealing with the trauma. Well, not yes. dealing with the trauma, actually, is what she's choosing to do. <laughs> right. I did write my last note is therapy would have been way cheaper than this <laughs> ordeal with the spider. And there would have been less of a body count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yes, if you have... Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you have not seen the film... This woman has two children, and you find out pretty early on that her youngest little boy died in a car accident. There's a huge trigger warning for this film. Uh, like we said at the beginning, there's infant side where they sacrifice a baby. And there are pretty graphic flashbacks. They never show like a dead, the dead kid's body or face in the car seat, but you do see his uh, feet. And I think a close-up of a scalp laceration mm. and her reaching to him, crying and screaming, no, baby, no. And it's just really Oh, yeah, because the car, the car flips and she's clearly hanging upside down. And mm-hmm. as soon as she looks up and you see her eyes, you know the baby is dead. Yes. And, and probably- showing the little feet was kind of overkill to begin with. But... <laughs> yeah, that is one of my criticisms about this movie and... Pretty much any movie that shows a ton of really, honestly, I consider gratuitous violence towards children. Yeah. First of all, the infant sacrifice. I don't have a problem with the fact that these tribes people sacrifice an infant. Mm-hmm. But when you he- see the mom upset and then you see someone laying an infant down on an altar. Okay, just stop. You know what's going to happen. You know that that baby is, yeah. is dying. Because the shaman lifts up a knife and you hear him stab. They don't show it, thankfully. You hear hear it. Yeah, you hear him stab the baby and you hear the baby scream. And that was just... Like a dying scream, too. It is clearly like... That really turned me off. I think it's gratuitous. I think it's unnecessary. I don't think there's ever a circumstance that calls for that. And if there is, you probably shouldn't make the film. I realize some people may not agree with me on that. That's totally fine. I don't think anything's wrong with you. I just find it unnecessary. And I'm not a fan. And I criticize that about this movie. <laughs> I also think just as a parent in general, and probably particularly a mother, it will also kind of strike a more tender chord. But even yeah. for me, I watched this before Macy, and I immediately, as soon as I saw that scene, texted her to let her know. Because yeah. I was, um, this is very intense, and it is very realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, particularly, I mean, if you've even just been in a car crash, it could be a little triggering. But Right, because they flash back to it a lot, too. Yeah, like two or three times. Which was also unnecessary. I don't mind that they did a flashback to Mm -hmm. it. It was a little traumatizing. Like I said, I think you didn't have to show the feet because they talk about how their little brother is gone. So you could have just shown her. 
don't need the car crash at all, really. <laughs> you could have just shown a flashback to her. Really one didn't time. need it a couple times. One time yeah. would have been more than enough. I think that's what really kind of drove it home for me. Like, mm-hmm. I might not have even mentioned it if it was just the first one that much, but the fact that they go back to it again and again is what really, like you said, makes it just kind of gratuitous. And mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, respect, make whatever art you want. But yeah, yeah, I feel like you can get the same effect and not be so visually traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, upsetting and... And I feel like you cut out some audience because my husband mm-hmm. was going to watch this movie with me and he chose not to because that kind of thing just really bothers him. Like it would ruin his week. He's mm-hmm. just very sensitive to that. And I respect that. Yeah, which is totally <laughs> fine. And so he decided I will probably not be watching this film. Oh, so yeah. that, you know, you lose some people when you do that. Mm-hmm. But be be a good friend like Courtney, and if you ever recommend a film to a friend, let them know if there's any triggers in it. Uh, if you know that they have certain triggers, and if you don't know, there are certain triggers that you should always warn everyone of at all times. Things like child death, miscarriage, infertility, and rape, mm-hmm. and molestation are several. Across the board. Just yes. every time Courtney and I recommend something to each other, we're like, there's a rape scene in this. Mm-hmm. Be ready for this. Be ready for that. Because that does. It can help a lot, too, just, I know, knowing going into it. Mm -hmm. Because also then you know what to expect. Because, like, I had told you in the message, I was like, as soon as you see what is clearly a crash, you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Just be nice and give your friends those heads up. Because that's nice. And I'll even usually, not necessarily a trigger it would fall under, but I will usually try to specify... Is this like a Cronenberg level gross gore? Mm-hmm. Is it more of a practical gore where it's like more like Grey's Anatomy almost, or it's just really realistic? All yeah. that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> sometimes the really realistic stuff can be more upsetting. Mm-hmm. Because again, the people like the idea of the little girl almost dying from the spider was you know sad, but it's not triggering because giant supernatural spiders. Don't crawl around in people's attics and try to kill their kids. Yeah. Whereas. <laughs> There's chil- a disconnect. There. Yeah. Children die in car accidents every day. So. Yeah, that was horrific. Yeah. I will definitely say that I think the most genuinely exhausting kind of trauma or scariness mm-hmm. in this film is in the just family stuff. Yeah. The spider is a welcome, I would say, kind of almost comedic break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives you bit. a reprieve from just yeah. the arguing and the drama and the frustration. Because Kara's a bitch. Kara is the worst, guys. <laughs> she's just a terrible. Because, like I said, at first you get the impression she's too busy, mom. You know, mm-hmm. she maybe she's working really hard. But you quickly realize that, no, she's a really lazy drug addict who is basically making her... I don't know, is he maybe 11, 12, something like that? Maybe 11 10? or 12. Like, he's not, he, at most he's 13, but I don't even think that. Mm-hmm. And he's taking care of his, what, like six, seven-year-old sister? Yeah. And man, whoo, I love when he high roads her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and taking care of her. Like, yeah. caring for her. So they pull up to this house after driving for days, apparently, and which, first of all, she almost crashes the car again at the beginning because she's fiddling with her pills. Mm-hmm. Think you would have learned. Yes. They pull up to the house, and she's going to go check in with the new boss. Okay. And immediately, like, will you be fine? Will you be okay? And then apparently she's gone for hours. Although Jesse did make a big deal about that, and he wants her to hold down a job. So maybe let your mom go see her new boss. And also, 
these houses are really close together. Yeah. It's not like you could open the window and scream your mom's name and she'd hear you from the other house. Yeah. They're not. I was thinking this is a farm and they're at other ends of the farm. Yeah. No, they're nearly touching. <laughs> they're right very there close. on the property. Yeah. To the point where it almost seemed like this was a set, so they had to make the houses really close together. I don't mm. think that was the case, but that's how close these houses are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, so I put BFD. It's not that far away. <laughs> not that far away. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I also write, wrote, ah, hell nah, and nope, when the guy broke the egg open and the spider unfolded. Oh, man. Yeah, dude breaks into his house, cracks the egg open, because the egg is apparently, I guess, how you summon Ma Colorati or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to rub your hands on it and offer it like a blood or life sacrifice. And this dude comes in and just shatters it on the floor. And that's when it starts to get kind of gross. Yeah. With the spider. <laughs> yeah, because the sack it was in reminded me of the Brothers Grimm when the yeah. spider horse pukes up the girl or something. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that movie. I do. I swing between like loving it and then being like, what is this movie? It's so gross and upsetting, but I love it at the same mm-hmm. time. And I mean, it's Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. Which, Can't how odd <laughs> that Matt Damon was in that movie. Yeah, it blows me away every time I see the cover. I'm like, oh yeah, Matt Damon is in that. That's so weird. Uh, anyway, but yeah, one of oh, one of my favorite lines though that the guy who breaks the egg says is he's talking about slaughtering the village to avenge his mom or mom like figure, mm-hmm. and he says I think she helped raise him in the yeah. village or something like that. And he says, "I left them above the earth for God to see." Whoa. Dude, Earl's pissed. Don't mess with his mama. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Which I didn't dislike that guy. I was a little bummed when he died. I hadn't created an emotional attachment to him yet. Oh, yeah. But it seemed very much. Because I think at one point, oh, the old guy, old man tells him, my customs are not your customs. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That seems. I don't think it was meant to be especially profound and it's not hugely profound, but. I'm big on respecting other people's beliefs. Yeah. But, you know, respect other people's beliefs. And that was kind of what that was. Like, well, I don't... You committed murder. Well, I don't consider it murder. Well, my beliefs aren't your beliefs. Okay, well, you're going to have to agree to disagree. But I guess it was a little asshole-ish to set the giant spider upon the family. (laughs) Yeah, the whole family didn't deserve that. Maybe (laughs) Kara. And that's a really terrible way to die. Go shoot him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. It'd be way easier, honestly. Yeah. And then I have, we're shown, uh, oh, poor Mr. Whiskers. As soon as that cat walked down the screen, I was like, that cat is getting ate. (laughs) And then they do the fake out. Where you think the cat, she's calling the cat to eat, and he doesn't come. And you're like, oh no, the spider got the cat immediately. Mm -hmm. I do, I said that. Then you see the cat in the attic alive and well. You're like, yay, he made it! And then the spider just smushes him and pulls him up into the web, and you hear the and squish. Mm -hmm. Lots of squelching noises. Yeah, very sound-focused film. Not as much as Color Up Space, but yeah, the squelching I've noticed gets to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Squelch. Oh, yeah. Noises. Ugh. Noises can affect me so much more than a visual a lot of times. Like, what a word. Squelch. It's not as bad as Squelch. moist, though. Moist. Moist doilies. <laughs> no! What does that mean? <laughs> but yeah, poor Mr. Whiskers. He got eight. He did. <laughs> the special effects 
the practical effects are awesome. Yes. The special effects are not as awesome. There's a couple you times. You can really tell a yeah. couple scenes when the spider is. I I think it almost makes it. I can't tell if. I couldn't tell if it was a practical effect or a CGI one. But there's a part where he's scrambling, and I thought it almost made it creepier because it looked faker. But that was only in that one particular scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with you. Practical effects, dope. Yeah, All the fantastic. Will... You could tell they were puppeting it because it was a little stiff. I also feel like maybe their budget showed with the puppeteer. No offense to the puppeteer. Puppeteering is incredibly hard. You did an amazing job. I almost wondered if there was something that could be done to make it scurry a little more like a spider. Because it was kind of like stick legs. Yeah, it would have like Um, a clunky kind of movement. Or, you know, like, they didn't always have CGI. Maybe when the spider is jumping across the room, something you can do to speed the film up. Yeah. (laughs) And fly the puppet through the air or something. But again, I'm almost always a fan of, I'd rather watch a puppet clearly flying through the air than CGI that looks like clay. True. So, it was very quick, though. It wasn't very long, and it didn't really take me out of the movie. Mm -hmm. So, it's not too much of a criticism. Just the practical effects were so good. I wanted that to be the case all the time. Equal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, and when the Um, spider hatches, whoo! (laughs) Then it goes into the bathtub, and that shot above. Oh, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of Slither. Obviously, not as much as going on. Yeah. But just that bathroom shot. (laughs) <laughs> I also don't think I'll ever take a bath it's again. It's in the shower. It's in the shower. In all, all caps. caps. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'll never bathe again. So um, enjoy me while I smell nice yeah. because this is the last <laughs> never time. Never getting in the shower again after that. I, I already am afraid to close my eyes in the shower because I think that's when the serial killer is waiting to get me. Mm-hmm. So. Or the goths. <laughs> yes. Then it's more flashbacks to car wrecks. Yeah, that's and when stuff. we see the car wreck. <laughs> Yeah, so my emotions, I don't like it. I don't like feeling this way. <sighs> like I said, it was just a little bit gratuitous, I think. Yeah. It definitely drove the point home. I'll say that. I mean, it was effective. I felt devastated watching that. <laughs> I don't yeah. even have a kid. Seriously. So I can't even imagine. But I did put, and I know it's a dark joke, <laughs> but when she was like, every time she kind of gets that look, where it's like, I want my drugs uh-huh. look, kind of. Like, the the addict look. I kept thinking of Parks and Rec. <laughs> she asked John Ralphio, why are you like those pills, baby? Pills! <laughs> why are you such a bad mom, Kara? Pills, baby! <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, if John Ralphio had played Kara in this movie, nothing about the film changed. <laughs> it was just John Ralphio. <laughs> I, I just would have laughed a little bit Yeah, more. I'd have been like, that's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, then I put, yeah, I put, uh, oh, then we get to see yeah, the, the dark mother, Ma Colorati, mm-hmm. and I put baby sacrifice. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Not, a, not a fan. And we're, we're both fans of the cult film. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, infant, uh, murder is not. Um, the Spidey vision was interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't know if I liked it or not. I had like mixed thoughts. I agree. Yeah. Where there was, when I think when I first saw it, I was, it was different. I will say that. So it was original. Yeah. And that kind of excited me. But then the more I sat in it, I was, I was kind of like, is it good though? I can't really yeah. tell. Because it didn't feel like it went with the character of the spider because the spider didn't have like a character. Yeah. Like the spider. I don't know if the spider was supposed to be the actual goddess or if she's just 
these are like her demons. Yeah. Because there was no character to the spider, mm-hmm. which again, it's fine because it's an insect or an mm-hmm. arachnid, I guess. Yeah. It's not an insect. It's an arachnid. arachnid. Um, but the spidey vision felt like something that you use when the thing that has the vision premeditates things whereas the spider yeah. was just kind of being a spider towards the end it started to get like more yeah, targeting it stood right before an attack right before an attack whereas yeah. that when he was he's just kind of getting the lay of the land right so that was a little weird and then it would be black and white until it focused on like a hand and the hand <laughs> would be in color so yeah i don't think that added anything to the film mm-hmm. but whatever it's fine <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think then we go back to the car wreck again. Yeah, for some we just keep going back to this car wreck mm-hmm. to drive the point home that Kara's awful. And then, oh, the little girl goes in the attic. Oh, yes. And it's so tense. But, first of all, why are people always exploring attics? I don't know attics why. I've never explored an attic. I will help no. you clean it out if you ask me and someone else is there. I don't just go wandering up in attics. Yeah, the only time I've ever hung out in an attic was at our old house with the giant attic. And we were doing construction. It was the only clean part of the house. And I would sit up there and I'd read a Stephen King book and pretend that I was in the Never Need store. Nice. But that's the only time. And it still wasn't that pleasant. <laughs> so I, yeah, I never, I grew up with the attic entrance being in my bedroom closet. I never had a desire to open it up and climb up there. Nope, and not These at kids all. and everyone, first thing she does to unpack is put a box in the attic. <laughs> This house is 3,000 square feet. You don't need the attic space. You don't need it. Oh my gosh, don't you put everything in a, U-haul, in a mini U-Haul. You don't need the attic. I just oh. don't even want an attic. I've read way too many creepy stories about people living in other people's houses when they don't know it because of shit like Yes. <laughs> I cannot abide. No. Mm-mm. I'd rather not know the man is living in my attic than yes. go up there and find out. <laughs> no. No. I agree. <laughs> but I also... This kid doesn't, this little girl, she's six or seven, doesn't know what spider webs are. Yeah, that was interesting. Sticky like, snow. Sticky snow. And she's just like Great name touching for a porno, them. by the way. Sticky, oh my gosh, yes. Coming soon to our Patreon. Coming soon. Nope, not really. Sticky snow. We also don't have a Patreon, so. I didn't think about that, though. But yeah, she absolutely doesn't she, know what spider web is. And yeah. I did. Yeah, first of all, she goes up. And before we find out she didn't know what it was, she's just pulling, touching it and pulling on it and pulling a baby doll out of the web. And I thought, why is this child touching spider webs like that? I would not have touched spider webs like that. Mm -mm. Then we find out she didn't even know what they were. Like, okay, your child needs some special education, which is fine. No shame. Mm -hmm. Or your child is so traumatized by the death of her baby brother that she's regressed in her brain to where she doesn't know what a spider web is. Yeah. And she's school age, so you need to get your kids some help. Itsy bitsy spider. I remember that from childhood. It's only like the first rhymes I probably yeah. could repeat. We know what spiders are. Come, spider webs are. Come on. <laughs> Anyways. So then we see Karen not doing any work again. And she gets high roaded hard. Oh, oh Jesse lays into her. Oh. Yeah. yeah, she's. She's sitting at a restaurant drinking coffee alone. Because when she's not in the house, because she asks Jesse to watch Cambria, which I love her name. Oh, yeah. Great name. And I'm like, okay, she's going to go help the old man, which is her job. That's what she should be doing. And then you find out she's in town. Okay, well, she's running errands for him, right? No, she's sitting at a cafe just 
drinking coffee. And kind of having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because all she can think about, and all she wants to think about, it seems, is the accident. Yeah. And then, yeah, the cop comes in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's an amazing cop, though. It's Sheriff Tasha Yar. <laughs> mm-hmm. She reminds me of the cop from Signs a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's a cool cop. Mm-hmm. She's not here to bust your balls. She's actually here to be a supportive, good, helpful figure. Yeah. In your community. <laughs> and I'm always wary of characters like that because I feel like they're the biggest ones to have like a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept waiting for her to be in on the <laughs> spider or something, which would have been dumb and made no sense. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. No, she just wants to help because also she is seeing the signs of an addict and this lady is not hiding them well yeah. at all. And she's, a, again, she's a bitch at the pharmacy. And she's a nurse, you find out later. Yeah. too. Like She is a nurse, that's what she was hired for, and she is trying to say that she knows exactly what people need when they're in pain. And that that is to abuse painkillers. I think it's is it oxycotton that she's abusing. I, I think. I think that's. I think that's what it was. So I mean, we're talking some. This is not. This is what people get addicted to. It's so textbook. It's painful, and she's in such denial. And all this cop wants to do is just send her a line and help her a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what is going on? Because if you don't tell someone soon, your brain. You're just gonna scanners and blow your brain up. Seriously, <laughs> it's gonna be like Robert the tire was out in the parking lot. <laughs> but yeah she she's so rude to everyone she's so unlikable Mm -hmm. she's not even you almost can't even sympathize with her Mm -mm. because i also not that everyone you know reacts to grief the same way i have multiple friends who have lost living children which is way too many friends who have lost living living Mm -hmm. children i think at least three and you know what they had other kids just like she did. And they had to freaking go home and continue on with life. Mm-hmm. Because you freaking have other kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, lady. <laughs> and they're, those friends, like, were and are at times in pain, understandably. Yeah. And have hard days and have hard moments. No one is just outrightly a bitch like this lady was. Yeah. She goes to the pharmacy and she's like, I'm here for whatever his name is, Scripps. You know him? <laughs> and she's, like, so mean. It's like, this guy just asked what the name was. <laughs> and then she's rude to the cop and rolls her eyes at her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh. And all the cop wants to do is help. She's not even a real authoritative figure. She comes off like that, like, the first scene or two you see her in. And then after that, you realize, no, this is actually a, a pretty soft, mm-hmm. gentle. <clears throat> she just wants to help. Yeah, seriously. Because I almost got the vibe, too, that maybe something, what sucks is obviously, like, nothing has happened in that house before because the egg has just gotten there. But it almost seemed like she somehow knew that something outside of the addiction was happening. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you just got to tell me. Nope. Nope. Kara knows. Kara knows best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then her, uh, Cambria falls out of the attic. Because the spider, like, jumps on She the... was holding too many dolls, by the way, too. No one yeah. needs... First of all, I don't like dolls to begin with, but you mm-hmm. definitely don't need eight of them at one time. <laughs> and they'd be gross. Sitting in the... They'd have, like, rat they'd poop and bird smell... poop and bat poop Oh, yeah. Yeah, not to mention all the spider gunk. <laughs> and then the spider, when it jumped on the attic door, like, really startled me. I was like, whoa! Yeah. So that oh, was good. yeah. They didn't shy away from showing the spider, which I kind of liked. I can really mm-hmm. appreciate... 
I'm a huge fan of the whole Jaws thing. Like, don't show the shark yeah. to the very end. But it can also be really fun when they show it. And the puppet was great, so show off that spider. Yes. Plus, it's a spider, so it's something that's just terrifying, so it's okay to show it. And you can do so many shots where you either have, like, the whole spider, a couple legs. There's so many possibilities where you can get it in a shot. Mm-hmm. It's great. I loved when it was in the tree, and it was... We knew it was in the tree because it was the way the camera was moving was telling us the spider's in the tree. Mm-hmm. But it was like kind of camouflaged. Yeah. And it looked great in there. So that was really good. <laughs> oh my gosh. When Cambria <clears throat> falls off the ladder, hits her head, gets a concussion, and then Kara's yelling at Jesse, where were you? I told you to watch your sister. Where the hell were you? You were at a cafe drinking coffee. <laughs> That's the better question, no, which he is not afraid kids. to ask. <laughs> yeah, and he just... He lays into her, and honestly, you're cheering for him by that point, because Kara is just being... I would be so much more sympathetic if she had just been an addict and been sad, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because, no, you're still causing your own problem, but you're just sad. You're so broken. But she takes it to an angry level, which just makes it so much more... Yeah. Like, dude, come on. And not only is she neglecting her kids, she's getting mad at her 12-year-old son for not babysitting their, her 6 year For not daughter. raising, though, because yeah. that's what he throws out, too. He's like, oh, I have to get her up in the morning, put her to bed. I feed her all her meals. I make sure she does this. I make sure she does that. Brushes her teeth. I mean, he is being the parent. And what's worse is it'd be different, too, if maybe she were being at least a half-decent employee. She's being a terrible employee, right. too. If She's she, almost never with the dude. If she was working two or three jobs mm-hmm. and was only home for five hours a day because they, she can't feed her family... Otherwise, okay, mm-hmm. I, that's understandable. Yeah. But no, you're sitting at a cafe drinking coffee <laughs> and bitching at a cop. Selfish. <laughs> oh my gosh. Her is selfish. And then, and then the uh, spider starts to rack up some more bodies. <laughs> oh, and the new spider, when the old spider body like opened up, mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed that new, the old spider didn't look that different from yeah i thought maybe there would be an evolution or something why did you it didn't even seem bigger Mm -mm. (laughs) so i don't know why that happened i liked it yeah i wish there would have been something setting it apart like it was bigger because i thought it was molting to make more room yeah that's spiders don't do but i mean you know (laughs) this is a supernatural film (laughs) yeah it can be it can do whatever it Lots. <laughs> but the special effects with that were really good. Really good. And I then, was really impressed. And then when they show only the shadow of it, again, I thought, oh, what's this one going to look like? Exactly the same as the other one. They just clone themselves, apparently. Mm. And then Graham, or the old guy gets his foot all messed up. That was pretty gnarly. Oh, he just lifts the sheet and his foot is just... <laughs> and it's got the goop on it, which, I mean, it looks like... The goop in this is... It looks like semen. It does. It and, really does. But Like a gelatinous no... semen. <laughs> yes. Like it's cooled off. <laughs> yes. I get what you mean. It is coagulated. It looks bit. like chili semen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's that Cronenberg. That, this wouldn't be here. Yeah. But we're going to put it there. And then the thing that falls off of his foot... I don't know what that was, but I gl- I'm glad I stress ate all my snacks before getting to this part of the <laughs> Yeah, because this was gross. Because that was gross. That was mild fly stuff. <laughs> yeah, but oozy spider bites are oozy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was like, oh my gosh. 
So then he falls on the bed and looks at, oh my gosh, the spider under the bed, when he looks at it, he's like, oh my god. When the spider is descending, that was probably one of my favorite shots in the movie. Yes. Well done. Oh, and he goes to the bathroom and closes the door to be safe, and he rolls on his back and looks up, and it's on the ceiling. And it just descends Mm. in the creepiest way. Oh, yeah, I was was making lots of, like, uh, noises Mm -hmm. at that scene. That was a lot. (laughs) And it, it attacks the girl. But it goes clean through. Luckily, she's got tiny little thin hands, so yes. the venom doesn't actually pierce her. It's just, like, the, the bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. Was that was so scary, though. <laughs> I'm so glad they did the squirt of the venom. Yes. To, like, really drive the point home of, like, it didn't get inside of her. Yes. Sort of thing. So yeah. she has a wound, which is no joke, but she does not have the venom in her. Right. So then we get a flashback again to the car crash. Again. And I just wrote... Like, I get it, but you still have kids to take care of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You need to put them up for adoption. And there was a whole movie that we need to go on. Yeah. Or find a relative to care for them or do something. Mm-hmm. Also, these kids have obviously not been in therapy themselves mm-hmm. from the death of their brother. Which, guys, therapy is amazing. Go to therapy. And as a nurse, I feel like she would know the benefits of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't think you need therapy still go like once or twice a year just to check up yeah oh yeah like it's honestly i think more important than your physical checkups. oh absolutely you know sometimes we go to the doctor when we're feeling fine just for a checkup go to the therapist go to a psychiatrist oh yeah when i used to go see my counselor uh back in amherst she was amazing and i looked forward to it and there would there would be sometimes when we'd get into some deeper stuff and issues i was having and how I was dealing with them. But then there'd be some days she recommended Life is Beautiful, the movie, to me. And she like we would just talk about stuff like that. And it mm-hmm. is. It's really nice and a beautiful bond that you can have with someone. Yeah. Therapy, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what's next? Uh, yeah, I like the sheriff. Yeah. Oh, everybody's there because the old guy was murdered. Yes. And Kara's mm-hmm. sitting... Oh, before he got murdered, she tried to steal his pills. Oh, yeah. That was the, that's when I really, that was my last straw with her. I was like, no, you're a garbage person. And she still, and he, he sees that she has them. She's like, oh, I was bringing these to you. And then he real, he, he's not dumb. He, he knows calls what's her going out on. on it. And she picks them up and puts them in her purse and walks out with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she, I feel like they did a good job of showing, like, she's an addict and she's yeah. just got to. Because that would be embarrassing. Like, I would leave the pills on the counter. But mm-hmm. if I was trying to steal the pills, I'd be an addict, so I'd take them with me. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, or even she could have taken just, like, a handful and then left some in the bottle. You yeah. know, anything like that. But no, she is so hard in this that she just takes it anyway. Yeah. This and I just... No. No, thank you. Mm-mm. <sighs> yeah... Ew, the foot, the... Oh, we find out what happened to the old man. His face was torn off. And his eyeballs were removed. It looks almost like acid in there, too. Like, it kind of had, like, an acid burn to it. It Very Cronenberg. Very painful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I felt bad for the guy, too. Because he seemed really sweet. Yeah. He seemed really nice. He chatted with Jesse, kind of took him under his wing and talked about things and was a good role model for him. Because also, poor Jesse. He has to have all this shit with his mom going on and then he's the one who finds the body. Oh gosh, he (laughs) finds the blood and the goop that fell off or whatever. 
And then he goes into the bathroom and finds the body. And I'm like, this kid needs double therapy sessions now. (laughs) Not to be left alone. Is a jerk to him again. She's a jerk to him a lot of the movie, and it is very upsetting. Yeah. I I have written in a row, get your kids some effing therapy. And then the next note, maybe if you and your kids had therapy, this wouldn't happen. Yes, it's so true, though. Therapy. This is a therapy advertisement. It is. Please, go to get therapy. Get attacked by a spider god. Yeah. Or go to therapy. <laughs> hmm, which, which would you rather do? Which sounds better. <laughs> and again, I was afraid of attics as a kid. Why is everyone going in the attics all Time. <laughs> oh, but when she's looking for the kids and she's sitting on the bed and hears the creaking and looks up towards the ceiling, reminding me a little of Invisible Man. Ooh, yeah. And attic creaks are so scary. They are. Oh, <laughs> at our old house, me. I, when I could hear like a squirrel or a raccoon in our attic running and Tyler wasn't home and I'd be home alone and I could just hear something running in my attic, that was terrifying. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so scary. <laughs> That's why I'm so glad we don't have an attic here because, ugh, just one more thing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> or a basement. I'm kind of a just one story kind of gal. <laughs> yeah. New stairs, Basements please. are amazing, and if they're finished, they're less creepy. Mm-hmm. But I don't need an attic ever. Even my basement's creepy when the lights are off and I'm down there alone. <laughs> There's too many corridors. Yeah. You do. It's you like... have such a large basement, too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, you go down and it's just right there. You can see it's almost everything. But no, yours is huge. Yeah, we have hallways and more hallways and closets <laughs> and crawl spaces and then another hallway. So oh yeah, it is weird. It's weird. I love it. But no, it's your home weird. would be like an ideal place to shoot a horror movie because also you've got the old barn, huge field <laughs> coming soon to our Patreon. Coming soon. <laughs> Sticky snow, the Sticky horror porno. Snow. Yeah, when the kids are, when Jesse is cutting Cambria out of the spider web, they're so calm. Yeah. It's like, that's, you're way more calm than I would be. I feel like there's a deleted scene, though, because that seemed very sudden. There could be. Where she's just in the spider webs. Yeah. You're like, why? Okay, why did you go to the attic? Why? Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Because the first time it's for the cat, but the second time... (laughs) yeah i don't second time she's up there for toys or something maybe yeah yeah she gets all the creepy dolls i'm like okay like we said first of all gross but also scary yeah like did the spider put the webs on her did she bump into them and got stuck i don't know so she does have these big butterfly wings on so if she falls she probably would get pretty messed up because those things are very clunky yeah (laughs) So they, I just thought that they were incredibly calm, maybe a little too calm. In contrast to their mom, who can't handle anything. Right, so she, they're keeping an eye on the spider up in the web. And oh my gosh, that was so tense. It was so good. And then the lightning, you know, just the flashes of light, but it's not a strobe. It doesn't hurt my eyes. Yeah. It's the lightning. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I that out of my then you find out it's the husk, and that was so brilliant. Because yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And then it jumps out, and it bites Kara, and I said, yes. Yes. Maybe these kids can finally go be with someone who will take care of them and love them and actually raise them. 
Yeah, Kara does kind of deserve the spider bait that she gets, mm-hmm. which she then does handle pretty masterfully. Like, again, like yeah. for a drug addict, there are some things where, like, I don't know if you'd really be able to do that, but I guess maybe adrenaline. We could just chalk that up, too. Yeah, that mom <laughs> strength. Because, yeah, she recovered. She seemed in really bad shape, and then all of a sudden she just recovered really quickly. Yeah. But then she went back downhill, so that was good, because yeah. I thought that it was going to be... Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Oh my... Okay, I can run through the I house have now. all the strength of the world. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was odd. It was never explained why the lights in the house don't work. That was weird. Yeah. They're running around in the dark with flashlights. But the spider didn't cut the power. And if it did, it never showed that. So I'm <laughs> like, just turn a light switch on. You're trying to see where the spider is. Turn a light switch on. <laughs> she locks the kids out of the room to fight the spider and I, I don't know about you, I love my mom, but I wouldn't be outside the door yelling for mom to let me in. I'd just, you know what, this is what mothers do. They sacrifice themselves for their children, so I'm going to run. I'm making a plan B with my sister. Yes, <laughs> let's go. Running out of the house. Yeah, no. Because also, Ma, she does seem to be doing way better than you would have expected a drug addict in this position to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that they can have a reasonable amount of hope that she can get out of it, which she does. Yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> After, oh, the most unnecessary scene of all where she is clearly about to die. And so she sees the dead son. Yes. And that was so, I almost wish she just would have died to go oh, with yes. him. Because that would have been almost more comforting. Like, oh, the kids will stay. I, I like to think that the kids would have been adopted by the cop lady. Because mm-hmm. she seems like maybe she's single, no kids. She already takes a shine to the older kid, Jesse. Yeah. And I was. I was like, oh, that probably would have been so much better because clearly Kara is in such rough shape that honestly, if she were to die that way and then go get to be with her dead son, that's honestly not even that sad of an ending. Yeah. And I kind of got the <laughs> feeling that she would rather die and go She be with wanted her son. to go and be with him. Yeah. Which, as a mom, I know that's cliche to say, but you know, as a mother. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. That just. My son was asleep in the other room, and I was just crying, and I wanted to go wake him up and snuggle him. And then the next morning, he screamed at me and spit in my face and <laughs> made a huge mess. And I was like, okay, a little bit of this is gone. Uh, all the charming things that three-year-olds do. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man, it was rough. And I, I can imagine you probably don't want to continue living. And then you have the struggle of, well, I have kids I have to take care of. Again, we've had the discussion. But she you was can't not even take, take care of herself. Yeah, she was not taking care of the kids. No. I- anyway, um, but the people that I know personally who have lost living children, I mean, they probably do a lot of times just want to go be with their kids. Mm-hmm. But they have kids here now, and they have to just—they just have to. Take and care that's of what them. you turn your focus to, and just mm-hmm. try to work through it as best you can. Yeah. So I agree. I kind of wish she would have died and gone and been with her son. Because uh, that's part of the reason I love Haunting of Hill House so much is at the very end when the groundskeeper carries his wife to the house so that she can die in the house and be with her children who died. Yep. And that is just, and I've never had a living sh- child die, but I have had miscarriages and that was just like everything to me. That oh, that's so ending, emotional. And I always tell everyone Haunting of Hill House is really creepy. It is scary. But when you get to the end, it's less scary because the house, there's some beautiful things about it, too. Oh, yeah. Like, when they tell 
um, the dad, you can't burn the house down. It doesn't, there's things here that don't belong to you. Meaning their loved ones, their stillborn baby was there. Yeah. And that was just awesome. So yes, I, I kind of wished she would have gone with Stevie too. Yeah. I felt like it for a second, that's where it was heading and I felt happy. And then I realized, oh, he's walking away and she's not going to die. And I was mm-hmm. almost kind of sadder. Yes. It's like what? saying goodbye again. Why give us that scene? <laughs> well, and my son peeks around the corner and like motions for me to come with him. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God. And my kids, my son's about the same age as Stevie. So I was like. That was another reason why I was like, okay, I gotta let Macy know. Yes, this. I appreciate that. This will that. just be rude. Because I. Because <laughs> also again, you would not have expected it from just the trailer and no. reading about it. So No, this looked like a remake of Arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like from the trailer director was a fan of arachnophobia and said i'm gonna remake it as an independent film but that's nope and then he did a family drama thriller that blew me away but was definitely not one i'll be able to return to because it's just so sad yeah seriously and i um the the mom does redeem herself in the end when she rips the spider in half and beats the shit out of it that was awesome. that was amazing (laughs) before that moment though I found myself thinking, I don't really care that she's about to die. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, really I just, okay with her. I don't. Because even when she got bit got bit in the attic, it mm-hmm. wasn't her protecting the kids, so she took one for the team. It just happened to jump out and bite her. Yeah. So up until she did take one for the team by just going mom Hulk strength <laughs> and tearing a... She's just had it. <laughs> spider god in half... And that was some Cronenberg goop semen stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I still didn't like her. Oh, yeah. No, she's but not I, fully redeemed in no. any way, really. But, but I'm like, okay, I see that when you need to, you can step up and be a good mom. So that And hopefully good. after this traumatic event, maybe this time you will actually use it and change yourself for the better, Kara. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, why did they go up to the chimney to look what was in there when they oh burned Oh my god. There... I had the same talk with Keith. Why is it always the chimney? Just and like, get it. This was, This is another one of my little criticisms about the movie is there are some cliche, why are you doing that horror moments? Yeah. <laughs> like the walking up to the chimney. There's a giant spider after you. And you hear something scrambling in the chimney. So you go towards the chimney instead of the front door, which you're right by at that yeah, point. So what do you think is in the chimney? So there was that. <laughs> and yeah, there was just some of those moments where you just it was, like, it a was cliche. Yeah. yeah, a little tacky. So yeah. Oh, I had a poltergeist thing kind of uh, where everything's done with poltergeist and they go back and spend one more night in the house. And it ends, and you don't know if the mom has survived or not, and the kids are just sitting happily on the bed looking at a picture and snuggling. You wouldn't go back in that house. No, absolutely not. Just burn everything. (laughs) We'll buy new clothes. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) They have goodwills in Salvation Armies. Although I think at least the Salvation Army is kind of a scam, isn't it? Don't the employees just take everything? I don't know, and, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Do not I've know. heard some bad things about the Salvation Army, but I don't know if they're real, so please don't sue us. <laughs> don't add us. We don't know. Yeah, fact check it <laughs> We know not what we say. No. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of weird, and then, yes, therapy would have been 
way cheaper and easier than spider trauma because the mom is alive and they're all happy family now. I still think they need therapy. Absolutely. Therapy and communication and also give Jesse way more credit because he does give her some kind of unneeded sass at the very beginning. But then the rest of it, he's just stating facts if he calls her out. And when he's not doing that, he's taking care of his sister completely. So give him some credit. (laughs) For real. And we end with the eggs hatching. Because mm, they coming back. <laughs> the new batch. The new batch. Itsy Bitsy 2, the new batch. Is there going yeah. to be a lady one and a talking one and a science one? <laughs> oh I God, want Gremlins 2, but with Itsy Bitsy. Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins 2. Okay, that's, that needs to be on our group movie list. Oh, for sure. And then before, we'll also watch the uh, Key and Peel sketch of the pitch meeting for that movie, because I love it so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The tangents are real tonight, people. They are. <laughs> well, that wraps up our discussion about the film. It was directed by Micah Gallo. Uh, like I said, there was a Kickstarter campaign to finish the film. They had to shoot it in, like, parts. So they would shoot for 16 days here, raise more money, shoot over here, raise more money. Like I said, I ended up contributing, I mean, a few dollars because I was a poor, <laughs> I think I was a college student. I can't remember yeah, how long okay, ago yeah. it was, but I, I contributed a, a few dollars and followed the project. And then a 10-year vision finally comes to life. <laughs> and it traumatized me. It did. Mm-hmm. But I will say it was good. Overall, I would say that this was a good movie. I think it did what it set out to do. Yeah. It just was not at all marketed the way I think it no. should be. It, I think it would have done better if it had been marketed better. Yes. I think that it should have showed more of the family drama and then just like a little bit of spider stuff at the very end of the trailer. Yeah. Because also family stuff is very in, I feel. Yeah. so. And the spider, the trailer did do a good job. It didn't show the spider. It showed um, shadows and spider webs. Yeah. So I, you know, kudos to the trailer because trailers show so much stuff now. Oh my God. There's some of them like, well, I don't need to see the movie now. Thanks. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so this is not one that I'll probably watch again yeah I would unless agree. i'm watching with someone who hadn't seen it and wanted to watch it for the first time yes and then i would be watching them watch it <laughs> and i would not watch certain parts because <laughs> yeah. again the child hanging there Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too much dude respect your film i think that's too much so <laughs> that is our critique <laughs> yeah well what would you rate this film Let's see. Out of what, out of eight we... spider legs. <laughs> out of eight spider legs. And again, I want to say, I really think that this is a good movie. It's It set out what it wanted to do, I think. Mm-hmm. But still overall, with like the marketing and stuff and just how sad it was, I think I'm going to give this one maybe like a 3.5 or a 4. Out of eight spider legs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say the production value was great. The acting was great. There are a lot of things in this movie that are great overall. I just, Mm -hmm. again, it wasn't really what I was expecting. Right. And it was just so tragically sad. Yeah. It was the only time that I felt like the kid actors were, ooh, that's bad, was when the girl first sees the spider shadow and the brother comes in and goes, what? 
what is it? <laughs> what is wrong? Yeah. And it's like, eh, that's really bad. The rest of it was really good. And yeah. he was crying in the ambulance. I thought he did a good job. Oh, like, everyone yeah. can be the Stranger Things kids, and that is fine. Mm-hmm. I would probably give this film... I'd probably give it a four. I think that if it didn't have the child, uh, the gratuitous child death and violence, I would probably give this a five and a half. Yeah. Because I love the spider puppet so much. Yes. I would agree. That would bump mine up a little bit too. Yeah. It just kind of bummed me out enough. I would watch it again if it wasn't for the dead kid. Again, the kids can still have died for the sake of the story. I just don't want to see it so much. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> Sometimes less is more, you know? Yeah. And we're not going to do fan castings for everything because this is a new film. Fan castings yeah. are going to be more for <laughs> yeah. like, you know, if we want to chat about, oh, this old movie, what would we do now? So yeah. We're not going to do that tonight. But uh, are you reading or watching anything you'd like to recommend to people? Oh, man. Whatever. I actually, I'm just like, you know, eight years too late. I started Misfits and I'm absolutely loving it. So good. I do. I'm pretty sure. I have to double check, but I think one of my oldest friends, Chelsea, recommended it to me like years ago, and I wanted to watch it, but it wasn't on any streaming service at mm-hmm. the time. It's on Hulu now, by the way. And it is on Hulu now, so I've started to watch it because um, also I needed something to fill the epic Robert Sheehan void in my life. So that has been really fun. It's so gritty. It's so British. I love it. I love everything about it. And I love all the characters. Since mm-hmm. it's British, I feel like every other person, I'm like, I've seen that person. That's that's the guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's Ramsey Bolton there. Which, what a different character. Totally opposite. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. I want to see him in more, too. But then there's obviously Robert Sheehan just gets mm-hmm. me. <laughs> and I'm okay with him being the same character in almost everything because I've seen him in Fortitude and know he can act really oh, well. Oh, absolutely. And Mortal Engines was not a great movie, but he did really well in that. And it was a very different character for him. Yeah. So, yeah. You can you can do whatever you want, Robert. It's fine. Exactly. And I need to introduce you, because um, th- it's on Prime right now. It's called The Song of Sway Lake. Ooh. And it's got him and one of the Culkins, Rory Culkin. And it is. I it's, like Rory. It's a very indie film. But I think it's it's really based around music and nostalgia. It's shot beautifully. And he plays a Russian, which is also incredibly different. Just I've never seen him do an accent quite like that. And he really kills it. Yeah. So. And bonus points, he walks around naked like half the film. So. Hey. <laughs> There's a whole hey, scene oh. where he's just walking around this little island naked. And I'm Robert just like. Body positivity. He's got that down. Oh. And he's a, he takes he, care of himself. Yeah. He's in great shape <laughs> and he's a good looking dude. But I mean, he's not like. Chris Hemsworth or no, something. No, he's not doing like so, regimens. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. He's just eating healthy. He's not doing workout regimens <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he's doing more like toning stuff, I feel. Yes. Not really trying to gain the and muscle mushrooms. so much. Although he does have some muscle in uh, mm. the Sign of Sway Lake, so. Yes. And in Fortitude, I think he was a little bulkier. <laughs> I don't know what he was bulkier for. But he was bulkier for some reason, so. <laughs> nice. Oh, and we still need to watch Bad Samaritan yes. with David oh, Tennant. That I love was incredible. David Tennant. He is a very so similar much. kind of chaotic character. Yes. Chaotic good character. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's what I recommend. What are you watching and reading? So as far as watching, I'm not really watching anything new right now because that's just tricky in my stage of life. But for a while I was trudging through Wizard and Glass. Now I am really enjoying it a lot more. 
I really like the Dark Tower series, but I've only read the first three. A couple times, actually, because I really cool. like those. okay. Yeah. But Wizard and Glass was really hard for me because I felt so in love with Roland and Jake and Eddie and Susanna and Oi. And then you're just shot back in time. Then I'm like, I don't care about Susan Delgado mm-hmm. or Keith Burt. <laughs> Keith Burt. <laughs> I, I just don't care about them. But I've been listening to it long enough that now I'm more invested in their story. So it's getting a little better. So that's good, because I just, I'm a completist, so... And I've actually completed that. I've read that all the way through, but that, it took me, I probably read the Dark Tower series over, like, a year and a half, Mm -hmm. and I will say I blew through the first three books. I mean, that was less than a month. Oh, The Wastelands is so good. So good, and I did, I got so, I turned away from this series for probably, like, months, just because I just couldn't get through Wizard and Glass, and I feel like almost everyone who reads it says that, Mm -hmm. and I do, I agree with you. I think over time, you appreciate it more. But the first read-through, almost everyone is like, why do I have to read Wizard and Glass? I just want to get back to the Cotet. Yeah. And so I totally get you, but oh my gosh, I love the last... I love that whole series, but I feel like Wolves of the Kala is probably my favorite. Ooh, I'm excited to get to that. So next. yeah, there's there's some cool stuff in that one. But yeah, ending, great. Sad, I cried. It was mm-hmm. one of the first books I ever actually cried reading, yeah. so oh, I'm, I'm excited very... for you to finish it. <laughs> yes, I am too, and we can talk about that. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a comic book series that's more about like... When Roland was younger, and I've then seen those. it's got some more Susan Delgado stuff in it, which I care enough about those characters now that I think oh, yeah. now I want to read the comic books and know more about them. And then this part's almost over, and we're gonna go back to the Cotet, who I love but have not been with for quite a while now. Hot mo. So I'm like, ugh. And because it took me so long to get going on it, and I put it off. It's been a couple years since I read the first three, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to reread them again. I don't know. But that, uh, I got Saga Volume 5 in the mail. Yes. So I read the first page. So I'm going to have to finish the next one so that I can get the next one from you. <laughs> yes. And I also started this comic book called Low. And I literally just saw it on an ad for Comixology. And I thought, that art looks really awesome. And it's this weird, like, under the ocean society almost. Hmm. I don't know. Because I haven't... I bookmarked it because I'm going to read it tonight. Nice. So I haven't technically started it, but I'm starting it tonight. So. Yay. I'm very excited about that. And then I think that's it. Nice. That's my stuff. (laughs) Well, I think that wraps out our podcast for tonight because this is a long one. This will be our longest one, but it was a double feature, so we knew that going in. Mm -hmm. And we'd been drinking a lot, and it's really late, so. Yeah, it is 1 a.m. here. Woo, woo! And we have, (laughs) granted, Keith did help us. We've drank almost a 12-pack of our drink things, so. (laughs) We'll see how this turns out. You you guys will either keep listening or you won't, and that's fine, because this is just fun for us. It is. We get to discuss it, and then have you know, files of our conversations. And we can can always go back and revisit it. Yeah. It's nice. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us, confettipod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, at confettipod. And the rest is confetti on Facebook. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Farewell.
it's not. <laughs> okay, sound of the tire rolling. Edit it in. Came the sun of God and tried to fall the rain.